Hello, everybody, and welcome to Track Chat. Yeah, welcome. This is sort of a podcast about the railway. Absolutely. So I'm JJ, <laughs> and this is Vex, and we're going to be talking Hi. to you today about... Well, there's quite a lot of things going on. That yeah, we've got a fair things to do. So um, we're, I guess we should just jump right into it with the Manchester Airport line, yes. um, which has been receiving some upgrades to accommodate longer trains so um jj yeah. do you want to say yeah. get into it <laughs> yeah so uh the platforms are being extended at three stations across the network those are gatley Maldiff road and east didsbury uh, network rail have invested 8.5 million into lengthening these platforms to make way for longer trains and these started on Sunday the 8th of January and will be complete by the end of March. So, Vex, what do you think about the upgrade works? Um, it's quite cool, actually. Um, I've been on the Manchester Airport line quite a few times. Um, and it is a nice line, um, but it is quite crowded a lot of the time. Though That's been, like, the main concern. Um, Let's say congestion with on the, the line. Manchester Airport line is quite substantial. Oh yeah, especially, definitely. Platform thirteen and fourteen at Piccadilly is like cramped. Whenever a train comes in, the entire platform's just like so busy. And I feel like having longer trains will just help ease that off by having um more space. Absolutely. Well, let's hear what some of the professionals on the railway have said about the upgrades. So Simon Daly, sponsor at Network Rail, has said the work to extend Maldiff Road, East Didsbury and Gatley stations and Northern's planned rollout of longer trains in the future is crucial to increasing capacity on services across the northwest of England. This work means that longer trains can transport more passengers from across the northwest to Manchester Airport. Now, something from that quote has really interested me and it's the northern's planned rolled out of longer trains in the future as you probably know the longest northern train you can get on now i believe is six coaches so it yeah it's a like, double three three one so yeah so it sounds like there's going to be longer trains coming in the future or at least they're going to put more trains together which would be interesting to see i mean Sometimes two, three, three, ones together isn't enough. So I'm hoping it will be um, good for that. Or maybe even higher frequency. Yeah, well, it seems like the Manchester Airport line certainly has had a lot of work over the last couple of months, especially with Manchester Piccadilly's upgrade that took place on the 22nd of January, where platforms 13 and 14 were closed and the tarmac was resurfaced and tactile paving was added to the station. So oh, the, the new Platform 13 and 14, especially, and the new pavings a lot better than the old one. They ditched the completely unnecessary red line. Yes. And um, sort of just made it the tactile paving as the yellow line. And I just think it makes the, the system of um, the safety on the platform a lot more easier to understand. Absolutely. Because before, like, there was a red and a yellow line, and you're like, which one do you stand behind when? Yeah. Because um, sometimes you'd have to stand behind the red line, and sometimes you have to stand behind the yellow line, and, and it just, like, universalises it. 
Well, yeah, so on the northwest line especially, there seems to be quite a bit of a difference between other lines on the network. For example, at Manchester Piccadilly, platform 13s and 14, because they are most congested, you have customer service assistants using the megaphones to uh, direct customers on the right trains as well. And with quite a substantial amount of trains running per hour, I'm sure that it's going to become more congested in the future especially yeah. if there's going to be longer trains as well, which could reduce congestion a little bit, but we'll have to wait and see on that to see what's going to happen. But yeah, definitely. the Manchester Airport line is going to continue if it's lengthening works well into March. Uh, the stations are closed every Sunday until the 8th of March, I believe. And uh, February... No, February 26th will be the last day. Oh, really? Yeah, it says... Um... To carry out upgrades, the line between Manchester Piccadilly and Manchester Airport will be closed for six Sundays on January the 8th, 15th, 22nd, 12th, 19th and 26th. Oh, so some further education for myself there. That is correct. The works are going to end on the 26th of February. However, the works will continue at the stations until the end of March. Yeah. So yeah, it seems like a lot of the stations infrastructure, especially in the northwest, is beginning to be upgraded. You've got Salford Central Station at the moment, which is closed for vital upgrade work until summer this year. Uh, oh, Salford was, Central, yes. honestly. Salford Central. Uh, so it, it's, it's make, in dire need of an upgrade. So it's going to make the station accessible for disabled passengers, those with heavy luggage, and parents or carers with buggies and pushchairs. Passengers will be given advance notice of the station's improvements as scale of work means Salford Central has had to close for six months. So 7.3 million has been invested into Salford's biggest railway station between 2nd of January and summer 2023. So as you can see, I will leave, I will put the pictures in the video as well in the podcast video. But as you can see, Salford Central Station has absolutely needed an upgrade for a long time. You can see the erosion on the platforms. You can see just the dire state of the station itself. Uh, it's honestly what, like yeah. I've never actually gotten off the, I've passed through it a few times and it's like, come on, it's needed an upgrade yeah. for a while. So I'm happy. Um, it's um, doing that, getting the work that it needs done. Yeah, absolutely. Especially now, considering we've come out the pandemic and more passengers than ever are choosing public transport as well. It's it's just very much needed. Uh, so Joanna Fielding, Scheme Project Manager for Network Rail, said this package of improvements for Salford Central will benefit the thousands of passengers who use the station each year and make it much more accessible. So, yeah, I think I think it's absolutely fantastic that uh, Northern and Network Rail are making the necessarily improvements to the station. Uh, so, yeah, that's very good. And that's it on the upgrades for now. So we'll go swiftly over to our next part of the podcast today, where we're going to be talking about Avanti West Coast, which has come under fire in the news lately, especially due to delays, cancellations and tickets not being available as well. Avanti has just been a punching bag this past year. Um, A lot of bad management um, there. First of all, with the strikes... Then with um, sort of the absurd prices 
And then even going as far as accidentally locking passengers into stations, which is just like, yeah. how do you do that as an operator? <laughs> well, be, me personally, I have been affected by Avanti West Coast's ticket alerts as well. Uh, for context, Avanti West Coast has recently switched to releasing tickets a couple of days to a week before travel. Uh, I do a lot of work in London, travelling from Manchester Piccadilly to London Euston on that the West Coast Main Line, and I've personally been affected by Avanti's lack of ticket and customer service support. Uh, obviously, we know that Avanti West Coast Managing Director resigned at the end of last year due to the struggles that it was facing. But the question that is on everybody's lips at the moment is whether it's going to be removed as an operator and come under government control, which we'll talk about a bit more later. But with the abolition of franchising, it seems quite likely that Avanti is going to be removed as an operator and go into an operator of last resort, similar to what Northern did in 2020. Vex, what's your opinion on this? I think it's been a long time coming, and I think with all of the bad mistakes and stuff that's gone on, I think it's definitely been needed. Yeah, especially when you consider the amount of people worse off than us that have been affected more by the Avanti West Coast strikes, especially those who do the daily commute from Manchester to London. Well, it isn't really a daily commute that most people do. Like, most people who do commute do it like once or twice a week i do know and it's like it's a sort of essential thing exactly i think of anti-west coast because of the nature of their train journeys is probably the most necessary operator but the lack of the lack of consistency lately has led people to other operators and other routes of travel especially considering the economy the state of the economy at the moment and probably Avanti West Coast's economy itself i think yeah. especially the uh, lack of customer service and the things that a lot of people have heard in the news i think Avanti West Coast is probably going to go into an operator of last resort at some point obviously uh, there's a lot to consider there with Avanti and the government but obviously the cancellations have improved lately but the question I think everybody's going to be asking now is is it going to stay like that or is it going to go back to what it was at before mm. yeah so I think Avanti, Avanti definitely needs to improve even though it has improved that tiny little bit Obviously, uh, let's go and talk about now. So Avanti has been refurbishing its Pendolino fleet over the last year or so. Uh, so let's go and the and voyages. So and the voyages as well. Yes. So we actually rode on an Avanti refurbished Pendolino a couple of weeks back, and I think it was safe to say we were both pleasantly shocked at the state of the Pendolinos and just how much of an improvement that Avanti had done to them. Yeah, definitely. I think. It's very modern, it's very nice. Seats um, are also nice. I mean, they're not the comfiest in the world, but they do provide, like, um, headrest room, which is also really nice. And the wireless charging um, tables, which I think those are also really nice to have, especially on, like, standard-class seating, which the Southwestern Railway... On the, I think they're the four four fours of the four fifties have them, but only in first class on their refurbished unit. So to see Avanti actually have them on 
all of the seats, not just limiting them to first class or standard premium. I think that's great. Absolutely. As well as that, we also rode on one of Avanti West Coast refurbished voyages as well, which uh, I'd, safe to say was also a pleasant uh, journey as well. Uh, as you will know, uh, Vanti West Coast also inherited a fleet of voyages from Virgin Trains when they took over in 2019. Uh, these started to be refurbished before the Pendolinos, just before the pandemic. However, due to the pandemic, were not put into service until 2021. Uh, so, yeah, I think riding on the Voyager as well was quite a pleasant experience. I'd say. Yeah, it wasn't as good as the Pendolinos, personally. No, I, I think the no. 390s have... I think a lot more going for it than the Voyagers, like the wireless um, charging and the... Yeah, I definitely Some Sort of the more yeah. modern amenities, like LED screens and stuff, that the Voyagers just don't have. What's well, interesting, and I also think, yeah. I also think on top of that is that the 805s will probably have a similar design on the inside to what the Pendolinos currently have, which will be nice to have it all like unified. Well, we're going to come on to the 805s later and discuss what that means for the Voyagers. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I think Avanti West Coast, whilst the improvements have been put into place, uh, there definitely needs to be more improvement. But I do think, unfortunately, that we are going to come to the worst case scenario of having it under a last resort operator by the government. So, yeah, so Avanti West Coast isn't doing too well right now, but we'll have to wait and see. And you might hear Avanti West Coast again in another podcast. So let's move swiftly on to talk about the next thing we want to talk about today. And that's the abolition of franchising by the government ownership. So for those of you who don't know, it was confirmed later last year that the abolition of the franchise system would come into effect from this year. Uh, myself and Vex were just having a look before we started recording today and uh, quite a lot of the operators are going to switch to government control this year which is going to be quite interesting as well as well as the fact that it was announced a couple of weeks ago that the government's going to be scrapping return tickets and focusing solely on single tickets which personally I think is not going to do anyone any favours. I don't think it's going to uh, be as effective as they think it's going to be and most importantly it's for the economy's benefit not for the consumer's benefit so vex what's your thoughts on the scrap of the return tickets i think it's silly like how does it unify making sort of day trips and stuff like that better for people i honestly just think that if you want to go on a say like a day trip to like blackpool from manchester or to places like that but you'd need a return ticket. It's like it's just gonna cost a lot more. Yeah. And it will be a lot more complicated to do it because say like apps like Trainline and Ride and I think it's Ride the other one. Yeah. Yeah, like apps like that, they'll be harder to use. Well, what's um, really interesting as well, and we did this when we went on the voyages from Chester to Crewe, is we used an app called Trip.com, which is Yeah, it was Trip.com, not Ride. Yes, yeah, so which specialises in split ticketing, which is becoming more of a trend now. I think I read a news article a couple of weeks back or a couple of months back about a man travelling from Glasgow Central to London Euston 
who had managed to split his journey up into 11 different tickets and managed to save himself an absolute fortune. So perhaps we've we can look at it in the way that because single uh, return tickets are on their way out, that split ticketing might become the new norm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and maybe Trip.com will become the new train line. Yeah, definitely. Soon enough. So I mean, I, apparently yeah. train line hasn't even been doing well. Well, it's to on be its expected. own. Like people, people don't really like train line now. Yeah. Like, it's the easiest one to use, and it's the most like well known. But I, I, and I'm not sure what the whole controversy is about. And there's probably a great reason. I just haven't looked into it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So with the abolition of franchising, uh, the latest franchise to go under the government change is Transpennine Express. Uh, Transpennine Express is going to come under government control at the end of March. Uh, which means that first group will be saying goodbye to the Transpennine Express franchise and it will become under government control. Uh, first group has been behind Transpennine Express, I think, since 2004, if not earlier. Uh, definitely before when it was first Northwestern as well. However, since Transpennine Express started, I think it was in the early 2000s, first has been there. So what's your opinion on the fact that first group is no longer going to be running it? What's your thoughts around it? It's a bit... Um, I'm not sure. Like, I don't really have a main opinion on it because I've not really noticed anything exceptionally bad with Transpennine. Well, that's funny you should say that, because lately there has been a lot of news articles about the unreliability of Transpennine Express. Uh, I think it's the highest operator currently who's had the most cancellations this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. a lot of the time, like, I haven't really experienced Transpennine Express that much, so that might be why. And, uh, and I do understand the whole delays part of it. I mean, what was it, last um, Saturday... Everything going over to Sheffield was cancelled. Yeah. Which is quite a core line for Transpennine Express. So I, I sort of get that. But overall, like the quality that you get on board is, is all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, especially with the fact that there's been a lot of disruption on that specific line anyway, I think Transpennine's uh, decline was inevitable. Uh, obviously, it would be very interesting to see what it looks like under government control, especially with mm. the fact that they're looking to close ticket offices as well and rely on ticket machines and e-tickets as well. It is another thing that the government are looking to bring in. But honestly, if we talk about now the future of what the railway is going to look like, I'd say it's got a very steady future in terms of the basics behind it. But what's the future going to look like in terms of ticketing and what's it going to look like in terms of operators? You know, I'm thinking, you know, with the fact that they're looking to close ticket offices, they're looking to stop return tickets. What's it going to look like? You know, there's going to be a lot of change there. So what's your opinion on the future of the railway, especially with all these changes? Uh, I mean, only time will tell, really. Yeah, most definitely. 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 Since you you wouldn't really expect what has happened recently to sort of happened, you know, like with all the strikes and stuff. I feel like the strikes will definitely be happening happening well into this year. 
Yes, absolutely. Like, definitely. And it's going to be really uncertain. But yeah. I do feel like it's not going to stay awful. No. Like, it's going to get... um, it, it will get better one day. Yeah, absolutely. So, let's talk about now uh, two new trains which have been introduced, or are going to be introduced... Uh, let's discuss first Transport for Wales Class 197s, which have been introduced onto the railway, and what that means for the rest of the trains in the franchise as well. Uh, we rode on a Class 197 very recently, didn't we? And Literally, say, like the day before. <laughs> yeah, safe to say we were very much surprised by what the Class 197s entailed, and even thought they were better than the civities that Northern operate as well. Uh, Personally, I'm not a big a- fan. Personally, you're not a big fan of no, the no, of, of the no, of the sort of uh, general civities, okay. the three three ones and the one nine fives. I'm not a fan of the seats. Uh, they're a lot quicker and they're a lot faster, yeah. but I just think ride quality, like ironing board seats and stuff, they're not very good. But transport for Wales, considering that they're the one operator that is quite cheap, actually. Yeah. That's what I've noticed, like, going down to places like Crew. Yeah. It costs, like, three quid for a child ticket when I went there a few times, and it will probably cost, like, at most ten quid for an adult ticket. Stuff like that. So to see the ride quality of yeah. an operator like Transport for Wales actually be just as good as a lot of um, more expensive operators like Avanti, obviously they're slower, Mm-hmm. Um and they don't serve the same purpose. I think that it's a great change, especially compared to how much I dislike the other civitas. Yeah. So I'd say transport for Wales is um Well, we were both very much pleasantly surprised because obviously we're both from the northwest. Uh so we travel on Northern quite often. But uh, because we travel on civities quite often as well, it was quite a surprise to see that the 197s weren't, in fact, very similar to the other ones. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were some similarities, like the um, the information boards, they were pretty much the same as the ones on the other civities. I'd say they had quite a bit of a different shape, though, and looked quite different to the ones on the other civities. I don't I'd know, say- it's like... I feel like the whole general style of it is the same. The doors yeah. are obviously the same and all of that stuff. Um, yeah. But it, it's a very different experience. And I haven't really been on the 397s yet. I mean, one day yeah. I do want to go and properly do the class 397. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk a bit now about what was on the 197. So you had the new destination board. You had the new announcement to Transport for Wales as well. Uh, you had a very, you had very much like a wooden sort of interior, like with the wooden tables. Uh, the moquette had been slightly updated for the civities as well. Uh, the carpet as well matched quite a bit substantially to the moquette. So yeah, we were both pleasantly surprised when we went on the class one nine seven, purely because it was very different to the class one nine five and the class three three one as well. So it'll be quite interesting one day to do a detailed analysis into all three and see just exactly who comes out on top. I think we could probably guess right now who would come out on top, but maybe, maybe in the future, maybe on this channel we'll do a special podcast comparing all three of them. 
Yeah, or maybe even a video, you know. Yes. Well, I we'll, mean, we'll to be honest, this year I do want to. I mean, obviously, talking more about my channel, which yeah, sneaky me. Uh, I do want to do um, stuff like that, but my long distance journeys are yeah a bit worth. So yeah, so let's go into the other new train now, which is coming in this year, is the Class 805, which is going to replace the Class 221 Voyages on Avanti West Coast. Uh, they have commenced testing uh, last month in January and are set to commence service later this year. Obviously, the Voyages have been an iconic sort of connotation to Virgin Trains and Avanti West Coast. So it's going to be such a shock to not see them on the line anymore. I think I think the Voyages have got that unique sort of identity that it's going to be a bit strange without them. Yeah, I'd say so. But at the same time, I feel like considering now that the whole like diesel emissions everybody's got to keep that in check and especially considering that the routes that the the voyagers do take with avanti most specifically ones like um london euston to hollyhead where for a good portion is under overhead wires but they still use diesel i think a bi-mode train until that line gets electrified which let's be real here won't be for a good while I think it's um, a good way of reducing emissions. Yeah. I'd say as well that with the introduction of the Class 805, there's going to be more capacity on board the services. Uh, it's going to be a lot more spatial as well. And compared to other Azumas, I think this one will have quite a substantial outlook as well. Uh, I think, obviously, with the future being all electric and bi-mode, I think... Definitely, I think the 221s have reached the end of the line. That is a on-purpose metaphor there. Uh, and yes, yes, I'm quoting grammar now. But yeah, I think, honestly, they are going to have such a big farewell, even bigger than the Class 142 Pacer, I might argue. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be missed. I think they will also be missed, but I think, who knows, depending on how well Levanti do the interiors of the Eto Fives, hopefully they do a Lumo and give everyone a pleasant surprise with nice seating, but knowing Levanti, probably not. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, I just think it will probably be, um, I think everybody will be um, sad to see the Voyagers go, but I feel like the 805s, they've got a job to uh, do. They've got to... Like, Avanti have to get new trains in. They can't just be operating the same old diesel-only trains. Yeah. So I feel like the time has come to say goodbye to some of them. Well, that is the end of Track Chat today. I think it's been a very good first instalment and we look forward to bringing you the next podcast where we're going to be talking about the latest on the network again and we're going to be talking more about the RMT strikes as well. So it's goodbye from me. And me, VexSG. Oh my goodness, that rhymed. Okay. <laughs> All right, take care, everyone, and we please like and subscribe to our channel where we'll bring you more podcasts as well. And if you're listening on Spotify, please do tune in again for the next one.
Thank you. Bye.